Welcome back, everybody. It's Tamish and Tracy here to talk about The Walking Dead. Season 10 is upon us. Episode 1 aired this past Sunday, and we're here to break it down, share some thoughts, ask some questions, and see how we feel about it. So, do you want to jump right in, or did you want to talk about any of the news that's come by, Tamish? News about Maggie? What do you think about that? I think that they got their contract together because <laughs> I, I, I think that uh, if they hadn't, I don't, I don't know that we would have kept bringing Maggie up this season because her yeah. and Georgie can't be having that good a conversation. So yeah. it was so, nice that they did the reveal. Yeah, and, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see uh, since since they uh, since Walking Dead already announced it that there was going to be a time jump when she came back. So oh, they did. I didn't hear about that. another time she, jump. Okay. Yeah. So that was announced. So I can say that. And so yeah, it's interesting to see what happens with that. I kind of like the time jumps, actually. I mean, I guess you can't really have too many of them too often, but I think it kind of keeps things fresh. And, you know, sometimes people tend to criticize, well, why has this never happened? Or they've done this for so long and this hasn't happened. But if you kind of keep jumping the time, you don't zone in on all those details maybe as much. So yes. um, do, do you like the time jumps? I do. And let's recall when we stayed at the barn. Okay. Let's, let's revisit that. Remember when we were at the barn for all those seasons? And oh, HL? Yeah. So yeah. yes, time jumps help. If you forget, let's go back to those seasons. Right. <laughs> yeah. As reference. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. It's a comparison. Yes. All right. Well, um, Lines We Cross is the name of the episode directed by Greg Nicotero. I usually Woo-hoo. like his episodes a lot. So I was encouraged to hear that. Um, and it's broken down into with different title cards throughout the episode. We have one, two, three, four, six of them. Yes. Um, I kind of like the way they broke that down. And then we were able to see from another group's perspective, kind of at the same time, what was going on and then bringing everybody uh, more together in the end. Um, are you a fan of that type of storytelling? Um, I was a fan of, of some of them. Now, some okay. of them I wasn't. I didn't like all the way, but that's okay because they weren't that long. And yeah. then because they had broken them up, I was able to be like, oh, okay. And then move on versus a whole, you know, a whole episode of something that yeah. I was just irritated with. I think it's a good way to cover a lot of territory, like to look at all the groups. Yeah. But to break it down so that you can kind of keep up with who's what, when, where. Um, it kind of, I like the organization of it, I guess. So, but the first one is training day. They are on the beach um, at Oceanside. We, um, but actually before that, we see something, a satellite falling from the air. Did, did you think it all like, Wait, I know I'm not the only one that thought I was on the wrong channel. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Did, it, did you question that at first? Yeah, I changed yeah. I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, wait, did something happen? And I yeah. didn't see it. Sure did. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, yeah, that was, that was different. I don't think we've ever seen anything like that far of a departure from what we typically see, you know, at the beginning of the episode. Not that I can recall anyway. So, yes, we didn't start with training day. We started with that satellite (laughs) falling uh, from the galaxy. Um, Then we get into training day and they are doing, you know, when we saw the trailer like the San Diego Comic-Con trailer, and we we saw a lot of this footage, you know, I I mean, I had to wonder, were they in some type of war or battle, you know, and it turns out that is a training exercise. Um, But I thought it was pretty cool. 
I, I like it. You know it. what? Leave it to them to try to get us in the preview. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I And I'm a sucker. So that was not that was not hard for them at all. They got me. But um, seeing that first uh, walker with the driftwood, I don't know whether to say it was driftwood with a walker in it or a walker with driftwood in it. Because that driftwood was so huge. You know, okay, when he's coming so up out of the water. Okay, so driftwood. So at first, I thought it was the um, astronaut. I thought it maybe had been that, but, oh. then, but then I realized it hadn't hit when they were in train. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, not yet. To so. me, it just looked like a walker emerging from the water with, that was had been like impaled with this huge piece of, piece of driftwood. Um, but the, it was so large that it's like, how do you describe this? Is it, you know, is it driftwood with a walker in it or a walker with driftwood in it? Um, <laughs> I think you describe it as someone who thought they were going to make it. <laughs> they yeah. make it. they were in a boat not. and they did, did not. not. They did not. But, but I, I would like, say a walker within the driftwood. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. No, I get that's good. That's good. Okay. I like that description. I was just gonna say that I liked all the formations and how it was militant in oh, nature. Yeah. It was it was always had like a rhythm to it, almost like a like a marching band or something. You know, it was very choreographed, and um, I loved when they opened up the shields and um, um, Judith comes through and gets one. You know, everything is just so planned. Um, and I noticed, you know, they had a lot of different weapons. Did you notice that there were some new kind of weapons that we haven't seen? I mean, we've seen spears, but we saw more of that. But um, they even the shields had, um, what do you call it? Like the points the on spikes, them. Spikes, like little spikes. Yeah, the spikes, yeah. yeah. And they, could, you know, they were even using those as a weapon, too. So it was like multi-faceted use there. Um, and we got some good katana action from Michonne. We got um, but I King Ezekiel. I have to pause you because yeah. it made me think of uh, Gladiator. Did you see the movie Gladiator? In parts, I've probably seen the whole thing. I don't know that I've ever sat down and watched the whole thing. Well, when at uh, once. So at one point in uh, Gladiator, when Russell Crowe, I can't think of what his name was in the show, in the movie, when he and the other individuals that were fighting for their lives, they organized similar to the way they were doing on the beach. Oh. You know? And that's what it made me think of. That okay. Going back to what you were saying, oh, the formations and everything. Yes, it reminded me of Roman fighting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we had King Ezekiel and Jerry at the helm, you know, kind of yeah. leading the charge and the, the, the training day. So, yeah, that kind of shows that he's still in like a leadership type position that um, they're carrying on that role. Um, and after the training exercise, we got to see at least one new character named Jules there on the beach that was flirting with Luke. What'd you think of that um, exchange? I Is think it it's dangerous to fall in love in the apocalypse. <laughs> I think it's dangerous. However, it was, yeah. cute, it was cute to see the flirting, but I... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, no, run from love. Yeah, run from yeah. Love. But, Don't okay. go there. Don't go there. So that, that'll be interesting. I wonder if that's someone we're going to get to know a lot better. But, you know, we have this this big, you know, like I said, militant formation, this training. And then the the, the time this section kind of ends with playfulness, you know, with the kids yeah. coming up with their buckets of shells and everything. But then there turns out to be something more in the bucket. Did you like that reveal? Yes, because I knew it had to be something other than shells because this yeah. is the apocalypse. But I will tell you, um, wait, I have to say this, because yeah. if, if the title hadn't been up there training day, I uh -huh. think I would not have realized that 
Ezekiel and Jerry had caught those walkers for them to train because when it got out of control, oh. they couldn't hold it. At first, I had to really think about mm-hmm. that. That's but, a good point. But going back to your other point, yes, I was I was not surprised that we found something in the bucket because I was like, this is too nice. This is too like normal. Yeah. Let's figure. And so when we saw the mask, I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. They're back. Yeah. Exactly. Because you know, we've been we've been you know wondering for a. A little bit. Have we been wondering or whispering? Ah, good question. A little bit of both. (laughs) So, a little bit of both. All right. So, then we head into the next section called skin. Um, After they find the mask, you know, they're making a decision of whether to tell Alexandria to go on lockdown or just alert. And so, you know, I think um, Aaron is saying, suggesting maybe lockdown. Michonne comes in and says, let's say alert. Um, What did you think about that exchange? Did you think Michonne was making the right decision? Me, I do. I do. But I'm, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm biased, but because I agree with most of the things that she said, but but, um, I think in this, I think in this situation, I think she was right to be, to do caution because once you get fear, like Uh she was saying, people start to get out of control. So, yeah. Yeah, you got to you got to have that balance. So um, I did think there was a particularly cool view when she decides that we're going to get some people and go out like on patrol and kind of look and see if we see anything. You know, let's let's, um, do some surveillance. And um, that view from the aerial view of the horseback, I thought was really majestic. And I I like that you can you can hear the galloping and everything. It's just a neat sound and it looks really cool. Um, I do like the the use of so many horses right now and of course she and Aaron get into this discussion um about are we the good guys you know which is sort of a reflection of what the audience asks you know with all this stuff that we've seen yeah (laughs) where do you draw the line you know whose perspective are you watching from and depending on that are we the good guys or, or could we be considered bad guys too so it's neat to see that when they actually have that conversation I think in the episode when we as fans have been have been having it um and now help me understand here when they go on the bridge and they they you know they fight the walkers or some close calls i do like when um she tells aaron to duck you know (laughs) she takes care of business that reminded me of when um jesus and daryl um i know when they first met him and they were chasing him but they were also dealing with walkers he i think he tells i think daryl tells jesus to duck one way or the other i can't remember while they were in the truck right yeah yes he did yeah and i can't remember which one said it to the other but it made me think of that um that scene but she gives um aaron a hard time for going on the bridge and was that were they crossing a line at that point or was she saying just saying that he was being dangerous by going right into the situation on the bridge oh that was their territory it was they were crossing okay yeah, they were crossing okay. the line and she was just like what are you doing that was stupid. yeah like okay. no they were going into the whisperer's territory okay because that wasn't super clear to me where all these lines are and i'll talk about that some more later but but yeah thanks for for clearing that up um and then they get the radio call from some of the other groups from um yumiko and Magna, 
And they found it just gets worse as they, they go through it. Cause they're like, Oh, there was a camp. These people didn't make it. You know, that's not good. You know, you see some skeletons, you know, it's not looking good, but then it gets to the point where they show them the yeah. name of the title card yeah. skin. skin. Um, so that just takes things to another level. We see the mask, we see the skin. Um, it's, uh, you know, disturbing to, to say the least. Um, but you had to know with the title. Yeah. In, oh yeah, yeah. You know, that that yeah. crap that was gonna come up somewhere. I yeah. just thought it was. I actually thought it was gonna be worse than it was. To be honest. Well, with you. that's true. It, yeah, so. I'm glad it wasn't even worse. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, that's okay, then, Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> then we get that very emotional scene with Judith talking to RJ and telling the brave man story. Did that get you in the feels? At first, I was like, are they talking about their dad? And I was like, they are talking about their dad. Because yeah. It's like, and then what I didn't know is why she just didn't name him. And yeah. then I was kept thinking, well, did when Michonne told her that story, did she say it was her father? Or why wouldn't you have just said it was dad? Like, I was confused right. about that part. Well, it's a good point. We don't know exactly what, maybe Michonne had told it that way to Judith and not wanting to, and maybe she's, to understand it, but maybe she's specifically not saying the name because RJ is so young, you know, and not like wanting to like honor their dad's memory and show him as a brave person, but not specifically say his name like that might be too much. So, yeah, she, you know, it, it who knows how and why exactly she's telling the story that way, but it's definitely obviously an emotional scene and Michonne is very moved by it. But I, one thing that struck me, I keep like kind of seeing these, I don't know if they're callbacks or they just remind me of things. But when Judith tells RJ that, you know, even when people are gone, they're not really gone. They're still inside our hearts. I think that's the way Glenn described losing people to Enid. I remember when they were coming back to Alexandria and I think there was like, the walkers were getting in and they were on the sidelines waiting to figure out how they could get back in, you know, and she had just been so difficult with him. And he, they finally like got to the issue and talked about her losing her family and people he had lost. And I think he describes it kind of like that, that you know, even though we lose them, we don't really lose them because they live on, you know, inside in us. So. In oh, our hearts. Right. So, um, Wait, and since then, you brought up since you brought up Glenn, since we're throwing it back. Yeah, yeah. Where is that? Where is their baby? With Maggie. Is that what is understood that the baby's with Maggie? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. They said Mag, They've said Maggie and Herschel left to go to Georgie's group. They've they've named him as far so as being. By with the her. time Herschel comes back, he should be like in second grade. He better <laughs> not be an arm baby at this point. That's a I would be mad, but just, that was just a sidebar. Just yeah, a sidebar. No, no, that's interesting though, because you're right. He will have to have have aged for sure. So, <laughs> and then of course they um they see the satellite um yes up in the air yes. um so we and then we did how it was interesting how the satellite went through. Wasn't it two? Are three scenes like it was from different perspective because at yes. one point, I and I had to keep up. Because yeah. I was like, wait, wait, where are we at? And right. so we finally played it out in the Eugene scene where we actually saw him calling for Michonne. Right. Yeah. So we see, yeah, we see a, a glimpse of it. And then we switch to another group. We switch over to Alexandria. And by the end of their section, they see it too. You know, it's like you're catching everybody up to seeing it falling. 
Um, so this next section is called Bird Wisdom, and I guess that has to do with the conversation that Negan has with uh, with Father Gabriel. Um, now, did you like that scene? I, I not really. I didn't either. And see, that was one of those where I was just like, for me, it was a wasted opportunity to utilize like the true characters of Negan and Father Gabriel. Like I, there was this. That just wasn't a good scene for me, and I was not happy about. Okay, so I guess we did get a little bit of information from the dialogue, but I just was just like, this was. We could have gone without having the scene and still be yeah. okay. I don't I think just, it. I don't think it bought us a lot. Or, no, you know, I don't think it added a whole lot to it because it was a lot of philosophical talk about, you know, what to tell people, how much you do tell them, how to like manage people, and. I mean, honestly, I don't want to sit and listen to Negan talk about how to manage people. Even though he may have some skills or thoughts in that area, I, I all I can think of is the way he managed people before. Before, you know? right. So I don't really think of him as an authority. Um, but, yeah, I just didn't think it, it. we got a lot of payoff from that. But, you know, whatever. Um, and that's exactly did. how I felt, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> we did get a lot of uh, insight into um, the new baby, Coco. So we get a glimpse of uh, Rosita working Poor out, <laughs> being a mom, and she can work out and do things because she's got Eugene there taking care of the baby. She's got Sadiq on duty. Sometimes Gabriel helps out. I, I call this um, section three men and a baby. It really um, is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Cause she does. I mean, it's great. She's got, she's got a lot of help. Um, but I, I mean, a lot of those scenes were probably for, you know, comedic value and I'm a sucker for those two. I like the fun moments. Do you, or do you want it to all be serious? No, it was fine. I'm still not a fan of Eugene. Nope. Yeah. But I will say that was hilarious. He's, Oh my yeah. gosh, how much charting can you do? I know. That was, well, cr- <laughs> that was cr- crikey. That was funny. It really cracked me up when he's sitting up and sitting the baby up burping her. You know, they're both facing yes! outward. It just looked really, <laughs> really funny. That serious look on his face. And then when the baby cried, when the music went off and Rosita turns it back on, that was kind of fun. So, I mean, that was a nice, to me, that was a nice break from all the scary stuff, you know, that's going on. Um, we also, this we see Negan and Lydia talking in this section too, out in the garden. And then they do the, the guard or whatever pulls him back and says, you're supposed to be working, you know, um, not supposed to be socializing or whatever, but he's trying to give her some advice too. He's, he's doling out, you know, advice all around. And, you know, it seems like Lydia's still trying to find her place. You know, she's learning to read, which she's, you know, the teacher says she's doing well, but she feels like she's struggling and, you know, she's older than all the other kids. So obviously it's, you know, she has some embarrassment, you know, or whatever, but it's just interesting trying to figure out where her place is going to be um, within the group. Uh, we see a lot of stuff with Sadiq. He seems to be having some PTSD, having a lot of flashbacks to that whole massacre with, um, with Alpha and I, I did see some folks talking on Twitter, like and and Facebook and stuff, like questioning, was he do you think to me, do you think that he told the story just as it happened to the people? Some people were wondering, is he having flashbacks of something a little bit different that he didn't reveal 
to the survivors. Yeah, I definitely think that. He, you do? Okay. I don't think he revealed everything. Okay. So I think it was too hard. And I think that's why we're seeing the flashbacks so okay. that we could actually hear from his perspective and see exactly what uh, Alpha did. Okay. Do you think anything drastically different happened or that he just tried to put a more, you can't really say positive spin, but do you think he tried to tell it in a way that wouldn't be quite as upsetting to people, like to bring some, to bring some um, honor to the people that we lost? Was that the focus or, or did something drastically different happen in the events? Of that I, night. I think that something drastically happened. I think that he might have even compromised himself so that he could escape. And that mm. I think that we might okay. find that out if that's okay. true. But I I think that that's the way my thought process is going right now. Okay. Okay. All right. And then we get that creepy new doctor. I mean, Dante. Yeah. Dante, Dante I, mean. I, I could... I, I'm okay if I don't see him anymore. <laughs> I was like that. That whoever wrote, ah, uh-uh. it was almost that. it was almost too obvious that he's going to have a target on his back or whatever. Because I mean, he just yeah. there wasn't a lot of n- nuance with him. He he just came oh, off as a very, um, you know, and, and just you know having that thinking, you know, talking about how doctors are you know the best and so needed and they could do whatever they want. I mean, that's dude, no, but that's you can't do that. So, you know, we, we definitely don't like him from the get-go. Um, but then Eugene sees something in the sky yeah. and starts running. And then all the memes or gifts come out I Twitter know, of him running. I can't help that. That was it. <laughs> It was funny. It was funny. It was, that was funny. funny. And I laughed at his expense, but that messed yeah. up. Funny. <laughs> he was flying. That's hysterical. <laughs> so so we bring Alexandria up to the point of the of the satellite falling. Then we switch to a title card called Sea Dogs, and we shift back over to Oceanside on the beachfront, where we see Kelly and Connie and some other folks. Um I guess they're dealing with walkers on the beach or whatever I there. And I couldn't tell if they were fishing or what. I really didn't know what they were doing, to be honest. I'm not totally sure either. So, <laughs> but they were on the beach. And then someone comes up behind Kelly and or they say, watch out. I don't know if something was coming up to her or just another person. I can't remember. But she's obviously having more hearing loss. It's it's increasing. It's It's getting more of a deficit. And she's, you know really unnerved by that and she's just worried about her sister because with the hearing that she did have she was able to support her sister and be ears for her sister um and uh so you know that was emotional but then you know connie comes through with her always positive attitude saying that you know it's not a disability it's a superpower and of course i love that part um and and i actually did an interview with her it's been i guess maybe it's been over a year about a year um and she kind of alluded to that in in some of our conversation that how even though she didn't have her sight you know your other senses are raised and she could feel stuff on the earth you know the ground moving and stuff you know so it kind of um she's kind of been indicating that all along that she has you know bigger senses and you know almost like you know superpower in other ways so she's a comfort to Kelly, but I mean, that was hard because whenever you see someone that does have a deficit of some kind, you know, and they're trying to take care 
of their family, right. you know. It's you just always want to, it's emotional and you always want to help. You always yeah. want to be like, let me help. So I, I understand. Yeah. And Aww. and just so you know, Tamisha and I are, are no strangers to disabilities in our families. And um, so, yeah, it was particularly. That's right. We got superpowers. Now. Yeah, that's right. So it really resonated <laughs> with us. And uh, of course, Dog loves Connie, runs up to Connie and then. Daryl loves Connie. Daryl yeah. loves Connie. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah. I okay, animal lovers, got you about dog, but he had a whole book of silent yeah. Yeah. back pocket. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely yeah, yeah, obvious. Yeah. They made sure we saw that sticking out of his back pocket. And uh, it was cute when she told him, of course, that he um, signs with a southern accent. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. But I, I thought it was cute, a cute couple. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I think their their exchange was very genuine. And the way he is trying to learn, like he's obviously fumbles a little bit with the signing, but he's obviously trying to learn and he's making an effort. And when you care about someone, whether it's romantic or not, you do make an effort. Exactly. And um, so yeah. I just thought, thought that was very genuine feeling um and of course you know kelly kind of had that look like oh daryl's coming you know so <laughs> and because they showed us the sign language book you know they're obviously dropping hints that this could you know is something it's more something yeah so um and then of course carol shows up she's the sea dog you know she's been out on the sea and um she arrives so, back i would wonder if you're out on the sea are dolphins infected? Nobody, does anybody talk about that? Talk about the animals? Because I well, yeah. yeah. didn't get infected, but I'm just asking. Well, yeah, and the fish, all the fish, you know. I that mean, they're eating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're cooking it, so I guess, you know, we're supposed to think that that makes the difference, you know. But, I mean, is they're not doing, like, raw fish. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> no, sushi. Sushi yeah. shop is closed. <laughs> I but anyway, know. I just I was surprised that she came back as soon as she did, even though she'd been okay. gone for a minute. But yeah, yeah, that awkward exchange with the yeah, girl. yeah, yeah. Ugh. I mean, there's just no getting around it. It's just got to be awkward, you know. I mean, they they were married, and it's not like there's a huge population, and you don't have to run into each other anymore. You know, <laughs> they're gonna see each other. And, um, but then not only was that awkward with him, but then when she gets off the boat and she see, we see her see that sign language book coming out of his pocket. Yeah. So we have to wonder, I mean, it's just so unspoken with those two. Everyone can say they're best friends, Carol and Daryl. That's fine. But there's still all that undertones of it being maybe more, you know, when you see her notice that, what does that mean to her? You know, but then she asks him to to go out to sea with her and then I like know. run off with her. So, um, so they I did, thought they go- were going to do that actually. Yeah, I mean, it, it well, yeah, it made you wonder. I mean, they went off on that motorcycle motorcycle ride and they were talking about it, and um, yeah, you had to wonder was he going to just say okay? Um, by the end of the episode, he tells her that he needs her there, and and we'll get to that, but. He does accuse her of looking for her, her being Alpha, while she's out. Yeah, yeah, she denies it. Um, But does that remind you of? Who does that remind me of? Uh Looking for someone to kill because they hurt so many people in their group or their family. 
and they were going out all the time. Leaving well, Michelle the was. Yes. Michelle, yeah. Yes. yes. And that's when we, when she had that horse flame. So yeah, because yeah, she came, would come back on horseback and bring uh, Carl comic books and things on her journeys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. I did think of that too. So, and then he tells her about finding the mask. They have the whole cute bracelet scene. He makes her the bracelet. Um, but see, that's about- that's classic flirting right there. Yeah, that, yeah I know. Yeah, it is. yeah. that's why Aww. it's. I, I don't. I don't know where. But I don't know where they're going with this. But I'm okay with it. Like it doesn't like super frustrate me. I'm not so hardcore. Daryl Connie or Daryl Carroll that I'm like in really in one camp. I, I just find it kind of interesting. But on the other hand, I do sense that she noticed Carol notices something, a bond, we'll say, kind of developing between Daryl and Connie. Uh, so you can't miss it. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and ask my question now. At the end, we we're gonna ask each other one question. Oh, uh, we're going off, y'all. We're going off book. <laughs> what? But we're, we're at what? that point because I want to know: Was it fair of Carol to ask him to leave with her? She obviously sees a bond forming between him. She sees him becoming more of a leader in the group. His he's evolving. He's, you know, becoming a stronger person. He's forming more attachments in general. I mean, he'd been this loner for so long, just the two of them. And she sees him forming these attachments. Was it fair of her to ask him to leave, to go off together and leave? From from Carol's perspective, yes. Because I think that she doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, She uh, chooses to come back. And I think the main reason she comes back is because of him, because of Daryl. Okay. I do believe uh, that in her heart, if he had been like, yeah, let's go now, he, she would have gone. They would have just disappeared. No questions asked. I think that really and deep down, she didn't really believe that he was going to go. He doesn't. Okay. But I think so. Yeah. So I, I really believe that deep down, I said, I think that uh, Carol wanted Daryl to go with her. I do. I think okay. I think that that was obvious when she asked it, and I think that Carol believes that it was okay to ask that question. I think that oh, okay. Carol had said, "Yeah, I'm going." Oh man, they would have just dipped on out of there at that point. But I think Carol, only reason that she came back was because of Daryl, and I think she—he's really the only reason that's holding her there because she has so much pain. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much. Well, pain. and I—I I don't blame her for for wanting that and he is such a a place of solace for her and strength but i feel like they showed us that she notices him forming attachments and bonds with other people so i have to feel like it's not completely fair for her to ask him to i i just i don't want to say it's selfish but i don't i don't know what the word would be but i don't know like you think about it carol can't get a fair break i know that's true too i mean yeah i mean and daryl's been there since the, the loss of her child mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'm that's just true. like they have a bond that her that they no one else will ever have that's and true I, and we don't know how much daryl was hurt when she got married right so that's true too yeah that's a good point so oh this is gonna be fun this is gonna be fun all right well they see the satellite in the sky and they go running. So now yes. everybody's kind of back to the same place. Yep. Um, and people are responding. So the Alexandria people can't get there right away, but everyone that's closer is there. Um, the fire 
ensues. Um, it says USSR, you know, of course, on the satellite. It draws in all these walkers. They're dumping sand on the fire. You know, it's just a big um, effort. You know, it's like the training day is coming in handy. They're having to work together, coordinate, and deal with this huge dilemma. Um, and then, I mean, I don't really know a lot more to say about that section because then we go into embers, which is kind of the into the through the night into the next day and more of the aftermath of fighting the fire and um, fighting the, the fire solid. and being on the whisperer's land. Yes. Yes. That whole, yeah. And so of course, yeah. In the last section lines we cross, they do make a conscious decision to go. Cause you know, they can't let the fire spread. It's dangerous. Um, so, and, and then there's some interesting talk going on because at one point Aaron says that what they did helped the, the whisperers too. But Michonne didn't care about that at all. She didn't like, it's like she didn't even want to acknowledge that, you know. Right. But he was making that point by us crossing and doing this. We saved, you know, a lot for them. You know, it made a difference for them as well. Um, of course, Daryl has that really cool thing where he throws the axe and splits the tree. Um, <laughs> that's a good action moment. It kind of reminds me of in the prison where he, what does he throw up the... The, the 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 grenade or something oh. almost like a basketball and then it, yeah and so. that was a one shot take they should they yeah. had to catch that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that's pretty impressive that he actually that. did that so um and but they you know they deal with the fire they've got things you know sort of isolated they've got to get out of there but you genius does not want to leave <laughs> LA, he says, you hey, genius well, yeah, who calls him that? Is it, uh, oh, Luke, yeah. Luke, Luke calls him that. Oh, yeah, calls him Eugenius, which I thought was pretty clever. He says he needs 20 minutes, and then he says just 10 minutes, you know, and Michonne is just completely exasperated with him and the situation, you know, she's torn, but finally she gives in and says, okay, you've got 10 minutes, and he's trying to get inside and collect information. Um, but I have I mean, to agree with the radiation question. Yeah, it's a good question. A valid question. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, a, like, I don't claim at all to, to be a science expert, but that seems like a good question to me. <laughs> um, and then we see Carol and Daryl up on the rocks. And yeah. this was a little confusing to me because I thought that's, I thought that was within their area. So, I mean, people are kind of moving around. But when Alpha had Daryl up on those rocks, I thought that was the edge of their, like she was saying, don't go past here. But maybe she had taken him into their territory. Into their territory. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, they're standing there. He tells her that he needs her to stay. Um, he goes back, like, you know, we need to leave. She starts to go back, but she spots something and she stays. And she sees Alpha coming out of almost like her cave or whatever. And Alpha sees that they've crossed the borders. And so it just sets up this big confrontation. You know, it's like, this is the, that this is where it's going to start. Yeah. And it could have been avoided. Right. What if she had just gone with Daryl? And just what kept if, going. Yeah. So that, I mean, I, I know I only get one question, but that, that was going to be my second question. <laughs> is this whole thing going to be Carol's fault? Because she hung back and was staring and down And was there. staring at Alpha. Yeah, but in the end, we still don't know if any of the whisperers saw them cross the land doing the other stuff. But this was the right. obvious. You this said was obvious. The, the, yeah. the leader, yeah, the one that beheaded your son. Yep, just yep. saw you. So, yeah, 
It was a, I mean, I thought it was a pretty epic ending, you know, just because everyone knew what she was doing, though, Tracy. Yeah, no, I do, too. I do, too. And that's why I'm like, hmm, can you point the finger at her for that? You're like always trying, like always trying to have that in the back of her mind, trying to find her, trying to deal with that. Like, what if she could let it go? Not that it would be easy to let it go. I'm, I'm not saying that. But if she, you know, if she hadn't pushed it, you know. Nah. I don't know. They would have. I mean, it's gonna. It's inevitable that they're gonna. They're gonna have this confrontation. Up. Yep. Yeah. And but it's it was gonna be a showdown, most likely. Oh yeah. So yeah, and then then Angela King says that you know in the Talking Dead that you know it's gonna it's gonna be a war and a different kind of war because they're so different and uh, creepy. You know, I, I don't really. I don't know. I can't quite imagine what kind of warfare we're going to have with them, but um, she says it will be different. So, but I, I thought <laughs> the two of them staring at each other, I, I thought that was a pretty epic ending to the first episode. Did, did you? I think that, I think it was great. I think that <laughs> Alpha's look up to Carol, I think mm-hmm. it's a precursor to what's going to be coming next. And I cannot mm-hmm. wait to see them two go head to head. Yeah, yeah. I cannot I'm with you wait. there. Cannot I wait. agree. We're on the same page there. So did you have a question for me? I already already asked my question about was it fair of Carol to ask Daryl to leave? What's your question for me? It would have to be about uh, Lydia and Negan. Okay. Do you think that um, Negan and Lydia will form a bond? And mm. the type of bond... Okay, it's, if your answer... Whatever your answer is, go ahead. Because okay. there's a part, there's another part. To oh, that. there's another part. Okay. I think it's certainly possible. We've already seen them talking. They're both kind of outsiders in a way. They're both very smart, I think, and have different skill sets than the average person. So I do think it's natural that they would kind of, could I could see them teaming up. Yes. They're both manipulators. So who do yeah. you think is going to manipulate who? Hmm. I would suspect that Negan would manipulate her more, but then this is The Walking Dead. They might surprise us, and she might, you know, pull the rug out from under him. So, okay. Uh, what about you? Well, I think that uh, Lydia's going to get Negan. Oh, okay. I do. Okay. I do. I do. I just <laughs> Negan. Negan needs to get gone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what. I, that's what I think. I think Lydia is going to be the one to lead this one. Okay. Okay. What about your favorite scene? Oh, I, it was definitely the uh, Judith and RJ scene. Oh, yeah. It was okay. Michonne, you know, shedding a little tear. So that yeah. was definitely my my takeaway with my, all oh, my absolute, oh, my babies. It was, <laughs> I mean, for me, it was hard to narrow down because there was just so many cool moments. I, I really did think it was a great start to the season, a great setup for new stuff yeah. happening. Um, but I said before, I really liked when Connie emphasizes that the hearing impairment is a superpower, not yes. a disability. I thought that was awesome. And I just thought it was so funny when Michonne was getting exasperated with Eugene. With you know, Eugene. she's trying, it's like she has all this weight on her shoulders. You know, she's this leader now and she's trying to be and safe. Get them out. Yeah. And he just, it's like, he's like a child that won't, you know, give up and you end up giving into him. But I mean, he did need to get some information. It, it was a tough decision. So, I, I mean, I see her dilemma, 
but she just her frustration was so obvious the look on her face um so those were a couple of my favorites Aww. now what storyline are you most excited for alpha's demise <laughs> yeah, I cannot yeah. wait for Al- it's uh, Alpha's Demise I actually have two it's Alpha's okay. Demise and then Michonne's storyline and I'll just leave it like that but yeah. my biggest thing is who's going to be the, who's going to take out Alpha I I'm, yeah. I really hope it's as epic as it, in my mind uh-huh. okay. that yeah. is shown on screen yeah I'm just I guess I'm kind of along the same lines I'm just excited for the the confrontation that they're you know not going to you know, they have crossed the borders. They thought they did it for the right reasons, but they're just going to have to face the music. And they've been, you know, they they have not known how to deal with this enemy. It's just so different from anything they've dealt with before. Uh-huh. So them finally kind of just the idea of them coming together and facing it together head on. Um, I'm just Ooh. anxious to see what comes. Now, I was going to ask you if you have a prediction. You're great with the predictions. I don't feel like I really have a prediction. Like you gotta be mad um, at me on my prediction. That's okay. <laughs> and don't you edit me out. <laughs> Hit me up. What's your prediction? That Michelle is not gonna see next season. Okay. Well, don't we know that already? Haven't they announced that? Some people may not know that, but now they uh, know it because of our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so, okay, but my real prediction. Okay, that was half a half okay. A okay. But my um. Uh, prediction is that something's gonna that I think that uh, the uh, whispers are going to take Rosita's baby. Oh my gosh, you're so dark to me. <laughs> but not to, now. Wait a minute, I didn't okay. get to kill it, but okay. because Lydia, you know, is gone. Oh right, so it's her daughter. Yeah. Yep. And I and it wouldn't it be interesting to raise uh-huh. a kid, and I know that. She, when that last baby was making too much noise, yeah. Alpha was like, get rid of it. But I'm wondering if they would do something like that. Oh, now that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting. You're always mm-hmm. thinking. You are always thinking to me. <laughs> My only prediction is that they're going to have a war, which we already know. So that's going to be the finale. <laughs> yeah. So well, we did get a little, some thoughts from Sharon. Uh, I always oh, like to hear what hey, she Sharon. has to say. <laughs> So she, she, you know, she felt like we were going to pretty much hit all the points for her, but she did say that she loves that we're getting more of Daryl and the sign language book in his pocket. She liked that. So uh, we're in agreement with you there, Sharon. And now here's some interesting feedback, which I think she makes some good points. She says, although I'm loving Negan, it still doesn't feel right that he's there after what he's done, regardless of what's Carl's dream, regardless of what Carl's dream was. But I love his snarkiness and sarcasm. But then I feel guilty. So I can kind of relate to that because he's funny, you know, and it's it's cute and and endearing some of the way he is with Judith and the way he saved her in that snowstorm. I mean, there are things that are making us want to like him. But then you think about the past and it's hard to reconcile that. So where are you with that? Do you feel guilty? No, I'm saying bring my Glenn back. Now, me and Negan will never be friends. Every okay. and the thing is, every time I look at him and be like, "Oh, he's doing something nice," planting yeah. some tomatoes this time in the garden. But then I'm like, Abraham, Glenn, gone. They're, they're just yeah. gone. And yeah, I, ev- I can't. Everything with him, I kind of just take at face value. Like, okay, that that remark was funny. 
that exchange with Judith was endearing. But that's where I draw the line. It doesn't it doesn't change what I feel about him. It doesn't like make me a huge Negan fan. Um, so it's just kind of at face value. And she also says, definitely interested to find out where they're going with Sadiq's flashbacks and most definitely love Eugene as, as a daddy. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> nailed that. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that, that stuff with, with Eugene too. It just takes that parenthood thing to a whole different whole level. Different level. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like I said before, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great kickoff. I like that it was extended. Ooh, me too. It got a little bit longer and um, just nice glimpses. We, we hit, kind of touched on everyone, you know, which and you I would like expect that. from a, a season premiere. But I think they did it well and really captured what was going on, catching us up with each group. So I am excited. Now. For our schedule this year with podcasting, um, because of some scheduling issues, our plan right now is we have this um, discussion here about the season premiere. We are going to come back at the end of the um, first half at the mid-season finale and do a podcast discussion. Then after the second half mid-season premiere, We'll have another discussion for the podcast and, of course, at the season finale. As far as anything else in between, um, we are not we don't have plans for that right now. If we are able to do something or we have an interview or something comes up, you might hear from us again. But our plan at this point is uh, four podcasts for this season. And um, I thank everyone for listening. Yay! I hope you, hope you enjoy it. I would love to get feedback from folks on what you think about what we think. And um, we'd like to keep that discussion going, you know, on social media. So definitely let us know what you thought about what we had to say and, and along the way, because throughout the season, because we can, you know, we'll be looking at what people have to say and that will be, you know, part of our discussion at the halfway point Back going forward yeah yeah so we've got to we've got to check in with everyone so anything else from you tamish before we sign off yes remember no love in the zombie apocalypse it's <laughs> yeah. a bad idea y'all just There's don't no go love. there no nope, it may seem cute you know it may seem endearing it just God. may seem magical but no it's a bad idea <laughs> yes that was my thought (laughs) you can find us on twitter at tamish tracy t-a-m-e-c-h-e t-r-a-c-e-y and we are a partner with so many shows.com and that's where you can find the podcast it's also on apple Podcasts, google and lots of other places so look for so many shows and then you will find as the title suggests so many shows different different shows underneath that feed so look for the ones with um tamish and tracy and the walking dead but there are a lot of other shows out there that are covered by um, the group so you might see something else you want to listen to so um definitely keep up with us and thanks for listening bye everyone